Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Uncommon Drive podcast with Jeff Cross and Chad Ozy. Join us as we look at life, leadership, and legacy through the lens of sports officiating. And welcome back to another episode of the Uncommon Drive. How you doing today, Jeff? I'm good. I was waiting for a check, 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 and all of a sudden it turned into, how we doing? That's right, man. <laughs> We're just going to just blow right past these checks. We're going to do it kind of like, you know... <laughs> Late night check on the uh, side highway. Can I can I find a way around on the frontage road? Yeah. What can I do here? Yeah. No, it's been a uh, it's been an eventful morning. Yeah, it has been an eventful morning. Uh, first thing I have to make it, I have to do a shout out to my wife. All right, shout out to my wife because I'm sure Megan listens to the podcast, right? Yes, too much to my chagrin. Sometimes I get in trouble that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'd go through the same thing. But shout out to my wife, Gina. She's officially all caught up on the podcast. Nice. <laughs> so that's uh, your county money being put to work there. That's right. You know, that's um, that's a commitment mm, right there Yeah. Uh, for somebody that lives with one of us to have yeah. gotten all the way through all the Megan's very close. She was caught up at the point where she was waiting on stuff for a little while. Mm-hmm. And things got a little crazy at work and, and that kind of stuff and was not there uh, to be able to, to do that as much. Now, you know, one of the things that happens just kind of in life in general, and we talk about how we believe the uncommon drive. Yes, we're using the lens of sports officiating to, to talk about stuff. Mm-hmm. But our podcast isn't just about sports officiating. Which you makes know, me happy, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and and we we use those three L's as we talk about. We talk about life, we talk about leadership, we talk about legacy, and mm-hmm. you know, in some ways, those are just nice little buzzwords because you can fit almost anything in the world underneath yeah. one of those three things. Right, right. But they are three things that are that are pretty important to us. Mm-hmm. You know, the the way we live our life is important to us, not just getting from day to day, but mm-hmm. living life with with purpose and with values. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of thing, you know, leadership, not just leading on the the basketball court or the baseball field, but, you know, leading leading in our lives, you know, professionally, personally, that kind of thing. And the legacy that we leave to other people really is a reflection of those first two. Yeah. You know, what we do in those first two things is ultimately what leaves our legacy. I can't focus on legacy and not carry about life and leadership right. and expect that my legacy is really going to be anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, when when Jeff and I get together to record, in fact, if you're on YouTube right now, checking us out on Uncommon Drive podcast, you're going to notice that um, we're sitting in uh, in my little office mm-hmm. uh, where we have our, our podcast rig set up right now. So a lot of times when we get together to record, you know, we'll knock out uh, a couple episodes or an episode and a couple small episodes together, you know, quick hits or whatever, and which is why... Uh, when you check it out uh, on the YouTube podcast, we are we're not like some of those highfalutin 
podcasters who nice like word. come nice with word. changes of clothes <laughs> so that way they're recording on the same day but it looks yeah. like it's different days right right yeah, we don't do that. You'll mm-hmm. see us in the same set of uh, you know pullovers or hoodies or whatever for the uh, for those two or three episodes in a row. But when we set it up, it's it's pretty typical. We try to find a window, like we try to find a window of mm-hmm. time where mm-hmm. we can get together and do this because we're typically going to take thirty minutes to just be talking through stuff and all before we start to record. Yeah. Then we're gonna you know, dig in. We're going to do that first one and something's going to come up in the first one that then may change our plans for the second one. Oh, you know, that was a real good thing. You yeah. know, let's go back. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, I meant to say this and yeah. I didn't. And that'd be really great for a quick hit. Um, and so we try to be really careful with that time because we know it's, it's going to take time to do it. Yeah. And so today we'd plan to come in and go at a certain time. And uh, I got up this morning, let the dogs out and it's snowing. Yeah. Now, we don't often say the date that we're recording um, because sometimes it takes quite a while to edit episodes. And so yeah. we might record two or three weeks before an episode's released. Sometimes we may record the day an episode's released. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, but we're actually recording this on April 17th, mm-hmm. 2023. Um, two days ago, I guess it was, on Saturday. I was on a baseball field in Northwest Indiana where it was 84 degrees and I got little, little bit of sun on the back of my neck. Like not enough to be burned, just Mm -hmm. enough to be pink and turned to a nice tan the next day, you know? Mm -hmm. This morning, I opened up the back patio to let my dogs go outside (laughs) (laughs) and there was snow. Jeff, there was snow. Well, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's not okay. I don't care. People could say what they want. You live in the Midwest. You signed up for this thing. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I make a big deal about snow is because I was getting ready to head in to get set up and do the recording today. Jeff messages me and says, "Hey, just so you know, I've I've been sidetracked. Mm-hmm. Right? I've mm-hmm. been sidetracked. So timeline's going to change. So tell me just a little bit about." What sidetracked you this morning? Well, I'll tell you, but, you know, what I say when I first walked in the building because of the snow, I say, we might need to put the Christmas decorations back up. <laughs> Jeff's already thinking about Christmas I mean, on I, April 17th, just to, just to, so everyone knows. It's a sickness. There's 252 days to Christmas. <laughs> it's a disease. Pray for this yeah, man, please. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got sidetracked. You know, you're like, yeah. you sent me a text. Hey, how you feel about whatever this time? I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Or actually, I think my when I finally got a chance to respond to you, um, I said, my my neighbor, who had come over and asked if I would be able to help him, uh, help someone. Uh, we had we in our small town. We have a a lady who, you know, we don't know a whole lot about her, but she, you know, she basically lives out of her car, and her her car battery was dead, and it wasn't running. And then now here we are, you know, a dusting of snow, and it's cold and wet, and so um, and she had actually had um, in the middle of the night. Um, some kids, teenage kids came up and egged her car, broke her back window out, all while she's in the car, mm. you know, just is really unfortunate stuff. So that made my timeline like, okay, I'm going to see if we can get her car started. Got to see if we can fix her window. We got to see if we can, you know, she doesn't have a cell phone. So we're calling uh, some local tow companies to find out, you know, what would it cost? And, you know, she wants to take it back to where she got the car. 
which is further than any other mechanic, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we could save some money. So um, I was unsuccessful at getting our car started. So I think either I'm not a very good mechanic, which is pretty true, <laughs> <laughs> or there's something a little bit more advanced going on with it that uh, besides its jump. Sure. Uh, we, uh, we were able to tape up or tarp up her back window so she could at least stay in there and, and uh, you know, at least be halfway warm. Mm-hmm. She, she asked, she said, you know, since her car wouldn't start, she's like, you know, can, can someone take me to the gas station so I can get a hot coffee? I'm like, yeah, that's no problem. We took her to the gas station, and you'll be happy to know she's a member of the Sip and Save. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, all right, geez. Even if the homeless lady can go sip and say, maybe I need to be on the sip and say, right? So, um, but um, and then you know she was very concerned that her her uh, her money wasn't going to be available till Wednesday when her when her check came in, so she wasn't going to be able to get the car towed. So I, you know, right away, I was lucky enough to have that, you know, some some cash on me, and I gave her the cash to be able to. I said, get this thing towed right away. We don't want you sitting out here in the cold. Um, she is she's not very needy. I see her around the town a lot, mm-hmm. and she doesn't bother anyone. She kind of goes about her own business. She wants to be very independent, which is uh, respect. I respect that, and I think it's admirable that you know we have people that, no matter how tough things get, you know she's still going to make it. And you know, the lady, you could just see the tenacity and grit on her face. You mm-hmm. know, and she's like, I, yep, I can do this. I can do that. So. Um, so yeah, we got it worked out. We gave her some money for her toe. Um, she's, you know, she said she's going to pay me back. I don't care if she does or if she doesn't. Um, but, uh, so hopefully the next time we do a podcast or next week when we get together, we're going to have a, you know, happy ending to that story. Um, so, but as you were saying, I very easily could have told the neighbor and I'm busy. I got a thing at 10, 15. Yep. I, I, I know we can't do that. You know, I, I just got whatever. I don't care what I'm doing. I could have said no to any of that, but no, I want to help. Um, I was probably underdressed <laughs> because I wanted to kind of get this going. I'm like, yeah. it's just golder out here than I thought, but it's snowing. Yeah, it's I know snowing it. on April 17th, Jeff. <laughs> and I can't very well say who it's cold out here when I have a lady who doesn't have a house is not complaining about the cold at all. Yeah. So I guess what it taught me was, and I was talking about this with my neighbor. We don't realize how lucky we are just to have a house to stay in. Yep. And even if I didn't have a house, would I have enough? Would I have enough um, a courage? Would I have enough a willpower? Would I have enough tenacity, grit, whatever you want to call that, to say, you know what, I'm still going to live in my car. I know I'm going to be cold. Um, she even talked about, you know, she only had a couple gallons of gas in her car because she was waiting for her money to come in on Wednesday. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're, everyone listening to this podcast is nine times out of 10, a hundred times better than the person I helped today. Sure. And sometimes we have the nerve and the goal to go. As we've joked, right? I can't believe it's snowing on April 17th. I can't believe I got to turn my heat on. I can't believe I got to do that. Well, if you're listening, you should be happy that you're able to turn your heat on. You're, yeah. you're able to close the windows and, and have a nice, solid roof over your house. And, and even family members 
that can take you in if needed. Um, mm-hmm. This 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 lady didn't have any of that stuff that we know of. Sure. So, um, but yeah, so that was a busy, busy morning. And then, of course, you know, we we have we had a mutual friend. Yeah. Well, let's come to that okay. in just a second. All so right. let me let me stop here for just one second, if I could, because right. I think this is so key for things that we've been talking about over the now almost last two years yeah. of doing this podcast, mm-hmm. right? There are there are things that are important to us. Mm-hmm. But then there are things that are truly important. Yeah. You know, and what I mean by that is, you know, my my son loves the Kansas City Royals. All right. I infected him with that disease almost from birth. You, you know, did. you did. Loves the Kansas City <laughs> Royals. And we'll get together and watch. Or if we're doing other things, you know, we're texting back and forth about what the score was. And can you believe they put Scott back in to try to close out the game and he gave it up and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Right. Well, we do that. And watching the Royals and how they compete is important to us. Mm-hmm. You know, for some of us, whether we're able to have our lawn looking as beautiful as we want it to be or not is mm-hmm. important to us. Mm-hmm. You know, for some people, you know, whether they got a, an A versus a A minus on their test that they go to take is important to them. All this stuff. And, and I am not diminishing any of those things. They, they are important to us. Mm-hmm. But then there's other things that are just truly important. Helping someone in a time of need. Mm-hmm. That's an important thing. Mm-hmm. And if we really want to be the kind of people that leave a legacy, that's the kind of thing that we need to be doing. And not just when it's easy and feels good. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I loved what we did last Christmas. And yeah. since, since you already brought up Christmas, all right, I'll, I'll tie into your Christmas. <laughs> it's going to be a great here, episode. Right? That's right, man. <laughs> I got you on the goal last time. You got me on Christmas this time. That's so, right. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I loved what we did where, you know, a bunch of us pulled money together. Mm-hmm. We went and got some gifts for people. In fact, Jeff and I have already talked after this last year. We'd love for this next year for us to do that more than one place. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd love not let's not just do it at a D1 arena. Let's do it at yeah. D1 arena. Let's do it at a D3 arena yeah. in, a, in a small town that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe is a, a different kind of setting or yeah. whatever. You know, we're, we're excited about that's neat. But. Let's also be honest, that's that's an easy time for many of us to be selfless. Yeah. Because we're thinking about those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we're thinking about the the reason for the season. We're thinking about just the the warm fuzzies that come from the holiday time and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But on April 17th, when it's snowing outside and you don't even have a coat on, mm-hmm. and somebody says, Hey, can you help us get this car going? Mm-hmm. Can you help us tape up a back window because some kids were just ridiculously cruel to a woman that's living in a car Mm -hmm. and bust out her back window so she's going to freeze? That's truly important. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think sometimes just in general in life, we let the things that are important to us get in the way of seeing what's truly important. Yeah. It, and it's, it's interesting because I, I, I know exactly how it went down today, but there wasn't even a thought in my head about, can I really help? Mm. Yes. You know, I was on a phone call with a friend at the time. And as I got back to the phone call, um, he says, I mean, he, he heard the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he knew I was going to help. Sure. Because as soon as I got back to the phone, I was like, you go do what you got to do. We'll talk later. Yeah. It was that simple. And, um, 
with, I, you know, I think the world needs more of it. Sure. You know, and, and it's so funny before we got on, my neighbor actually texted me, Hey, thanks again for your help. La la la. And, um, this is the same neighbor that, uh, uh, so I feel like it was more than a year ago, but you know, whatever, it was kind of a summer fall area. And, um, they were trying to move a couple heavy motorcycles that didn't run, but they want to know if they could help, help me roll them or whatever. And I helped them and, you know, actually they didn't even ask for help. I just went over and offered, got it done, whatever. They sent me a text. Hey, thanks so much for helping. You know, we can't think of enough. And my response was, and I don't know if I've ever told you this before, our world is changing a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I believe that shouldn't be changing is being neighborly. Mm-hmm. You know, neighborly still needs to be heavily involved in what we do. It all a lot of things can change, like the way I communicate with someone is going to be via email, text. I can you know post something that I like or I don't like, and I can argue about it online, and I can do, I can. I can write an essay paper on, on artificial intelligence. I can do all those things, but you can never go wrong with being neighborly. Yeah. And that's not just with the people that live next to you. That is in your neighborhood. That is in, in, in your, when could be your neighbor that's parked next to you at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I didn't do the job that I wanted to do. I, I would have felt much better if I could have gotten her car running and, and gotten her maybe a full tank of gas or whatever that is. But the fact that I had the opportunity to do that, and I, and I, for me anyway, just a self-serving, I guess, that I didn't hesitate. Yep, I can help, and I will help. I don't know how much good I can do, but I will do it um, regardless of the outcome um, for fear of even if I don't get it running. Um, and I think some people were like, well, I'm not much of a mechanic, so I won't go. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't have a right code on, so I won't go. Um, we, we, we find a lot of times a font line of, we find a lot of ways to find the excuses to get out of things instead of just going to do it. And I think that, that's a mistake. I think. I absolutely agree. And you know, you bring up the idea of being neighborly. I mean, just being a neighbor in general is very different today than, mm. than when I was growing up at least, sure, you know, same. when, when I was a kid, I was a latchkey kid mm-hmm. yeah. you know now we think of that term as being like very negative mm-hmm. when i was a kid that was just normal yep. right like yep. i had from the time that i was in like first second grade when my mom went back to to work at school i uh i would walk it was one block from the school to my house mm-hmm. I had a key that was on a string on the inside of my backpack. Yeah. I would open up the door. I would go inside. I would grab my snack. I would do whatever homework I needed to do. My dad would typically be home not long after that, mm-hmm. you know, and then I could go outside and play, do whatever I want to do, whatever. Um, that was very normal. And for some reason, I didn't have my backpack or I didn't have my key or whatever. Well, my next door neighbor had one. Mm-hmm. Right. All I do was go over, knock on the door. Yep. yep. <laughs> hey, I forgot my key. Can you let me in? Yep. You mm-hmm. know. And part of the reason that we could do that is because we knew our neighbors. Yeah. I would challenge the people that are listening to the podcast right now. Mm-hmm. If I were to ask you right now to write down the names of the people that live to your right. And the names of the people that live to your left and the names of the people that live across the street from you. Yeah. Just those three houses. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess there's a large part of our listenership that doesn't know those names. Mm-hmm. And 
sometimes it's we, we can give all sorts of reasons why, right? Sure. We're just mm-hmm. busy in life. They're or, yeah, you know, new neighbors, whatever. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. moved into town not long ago. They're new, whatever. Well, you know, they don't really come outside much. Mm-hmm. You know, the only time I ever see them outside is when they're taking their trash can to the curb. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, then when you see them go take their trash can to the curb, go take your trash can to yeah, the curb and right. say hi. Yeah, you know. Right. Um, I agree with because all of we've this. we've just missed that part. Mm-hmm. And if if you didn't know your next door neighbor's name. If you didn't have a relationship with them, they're probably not coming over to you and asking you to help today. Yeah. You know, and this is this is the place that I wanted to get with this before we move on to that next story that I know you're talking about is that when when we miss out on opportunities like this, we're the one that misses out. Mm. We always think that in those moments we're doing something for someone else. Mm -hmm. And we do. Mm hmm. But we always end up getting more out of it than we ever do putting into it. Mm -hmm. I mean, every single time. I mean, it's it's no different than the person that gets up at 6 o'clock in the morning because they want to be at the gym by 6.30. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm just too tired. I don't want to go to the gym today. Well, guess what? If you actually drag yourself to the gym and you put in your workout, have you ever once at the end of that workout gone, man, I really wish I would have stayed in bed this morning? Yeah, what was I thinking? <laughs> no, we're always like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I came and did this. Yeah. Like, I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where giving selflessly has this intrinsic property to it that gives back to us. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost, I could say, that there are elements that are selfish of being selfless. Well, Because I'm going to feel better. Yeah, I'm going to feel better. And I almost think that, like like I said, even with this this story this morning, the outcome wasn't exactly what I wanted to have happen. Sure. But when we do those things, at least when I do, I almost feel this this this, this power of dopamine come over me. Like, sure. Whew, that felt good. You know yeah. what I mean? I want to do more of this. I want to be able to do that. So even though it was not how my day was planned... I believe that has made my day better. Yep. It will make my day better throughout what, what you know, whatever happens through the day, it's it's better. So we 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 have the opportunity to find those dopamine hits mm-hmm. within our neighborhood and we don't necessarily have to go and to Vegas and gamble 500 bucks. We can just go help someone for your time of an hour or hour and a half. And get the same dopamine hit and probably pay off better. Because if you go to Vegas and you lose the 500, (laughs) you had that high hit and then it goes away and then you feel miserable because you're down 500. So, um, yeah, I I just... Well, you know, it's funny that you had mentioned that the dopamine hit with that. So I had a friend of mine back when I was in college. Uh, For those of you that live in the Kansas City area, you're probably familiar with with this organization. But there's an organization in downtown Kansas City... Um, it's called the City Union Mission. Okay. For a long, long time, it's done essentially homeless work in the in the city of Chicago. Excuse me, in the city of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And they would they'll come in, they'll do meals, they do programs, they do all sorts of things to help get people on their feet. And not just it's not just a bed for a night. It's about helping them find a way to to be able to get back on their own and stand on two feet and, and do all those kinds of things. And one of the things that I love about it is that they really treat people with a lot of dignity mm-hmm. in the midst of that. And uh, they know 
that there are two times that they are going to have the most volunteers once come help serve meals and help and do all those things. And those two times, everybody can guess it. It's Thanksgiving and it's Christmas. That's right. right? That's it. Mm-hmm. Right? So I have a friend that was involved with that. And he said that the uh, the people at the time that were running that, they knew the dopamine hit. Those people, that wasn't the term they used for mm-hmm. it, but they knew that hit. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details that those volunteers were going to get. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So they did this thing and they only did it at Thanksgiving and Christmas time. It's awesome. They would have this chart up and at the end of the night when those volunteers were done serving, mm-hmm. they would bring this chart out. And they go, "Hey, thank you so much for helping tonight. Everything. We're going to leave this right here on the counter." But these are the open slots that we have for volunteering in the next three months. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to sign up for any of them, feel free to do that. And then they would just walk away. So it wasn't a hard sell. Mm It wasn't anything like that, right? It was just, hey, here's our our spots. Well, because these people were right in the midst of that that feel good. You know, it's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't I want to come do this again? That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, and so they would sign. And then a lot of those people ended up becoming regular participants because they had had that feeling because Mm -hmm. of, you know, of of how good that was. And I just think, you know, I brought it up today in the midst of this. We knew we were going to record a couple episodes. So I figured I could take one of them to kind of take us down this road. Mm -hmm. May not be exactly where we intended to go with our first episode of the day. But, you know, I think... I think these opportunities are all around us. Oh, yeah. A lot of times we go, well, you know, my neighbors never come over and ask me to help before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's something. There's something out there. And it can be so small, you know, where you could help. I, I was at the grocery store the other day. And there was this lady who could not have been more than four foot 11. Mm -hmm. All right. And I could see her looking up at the top shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could see her looking around. And instead of me waiting for her to say, mm-hmm. could you help me with that? I just said, hey, is there something up there I can help you reach? Mm-hmm. Not trying to be rude. Not trying to be anything. Whatever. She goes, oh, please. Can you please grab Can you grab that? And mm-hmm. I grabbed one and brought it down. She saw it. She goes, do you mind seeing if there's another one up there? Cause like she couldn't even see over the front sure, of the ledge yeah. to know if there was another one back behind or whatever. I'm like, absolutely. Like, it took two seconds of my yep. day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I don't need a medal for that. I don't right. need somebody to give me a certificate <laughs> or yep. anything like that. Yep. I don't need to log any volunteer hours. That's right, yeah. You know, it's just, again, it's that idea of being neighborly yep. to somebody that was my neighbor in mm-hmm. the grocery store aisle. Yeah. And, I, I believe that a lot of times we don't see things because we're not looking for it. I remember the very first time I bought a white car. So I had always had black cars. Huh. I like driving black cars. They can get dirty. I think it's harder to keep a black car clean than it is to keep a white car clean. Yeah, that's true. Okay? But I always had black cars. So I get a white car. I'm like, man, this is so unique. I never see white cars out on the road. 
And as soon as I bought that white car okay. and I started driving down the road, guess what I saw everywhere? Yeah. White cars mm -hmm. everywhere. Yep. When Megan and I got married, Megan drives a Subaru. I'm like, I don't think anybody by me drives a Subaru. <laughs> and now I look around and there's Subarus everywhere. Yeah. It's yep. just that it's not that they weren't there. I wasn't looking for them. Mm -hmm. And once I started looking for them, I saw them all around me. A lot of us say, well, I don't, I don't see opportunities to help. I don't see opportunities to be neighborly. Well, the reason you don't see them is because you're not looking mm -hmm. for them. Yeah. Because if you look for them, I promise you're going to find them. Yeah. You know, and let's, I know we've, we've talked about this story and we've talked about, you know, this, this being a, this, the idea of being neighborly. Let's just move it into officiating in, in, in basketball and in, in umpire and baseball or whatever sport it is. Me being, so basketball, I could go work, whatever, 60, 70 games in a year and know everyone that I work with. Sure. I know them all. 90% of the time, maybe even 99% of the time, I know them all in some way, shape, or form. But in baseball, I'm in a new realm here. Yeah. So I like, I'm searching out ways to be neighborly within the baseball game. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways I've done that is, and I've taken this from my basketball side, but you know, typically you, you know, you maybe you might send a text, get together with a partner the day before the, you know, whatever it is and say, Hey, you know, I'm traveling. I should be on site by noon, whatever. Right. Some small talk. Sure. But one of the things I do to become neighborly, to help become more neighborly, I guess, within my officiating community is when we get done you know, and we go both our separate ways, I get home and I say, hey, um, I hope you made it home safely. I just pulled in my driveway. Um, it was great working with you today. You know, you were a great partner. You know, um, whatever it is, whatever I wanted to say about the day, sure. you nailed it. It was great to be part of it. And maybe, you know, give you whatever, a quote or whatever it is. And it's amazing how much that just opens up the the friendship, the possibility of a friendship. Mm -hmm. We're all not going to be, you know, showing up at each other's funerals. Sure. But we, we have an opportunity to be neighborly. And just to, just to give you an idea, this happened early in the year. Um, first time we had ever met. And then we communicated, you know, that evening after the game was over, then maybe a little bit the next day because it was Easter, I think. Sure. Um, so about a week later or two weeks later, this umpire reached out to me again, just asking for some advice on the area and some different things. And I was able to communicate there. And it, But imagine, I, we don't know how that's going to go if I go, hey, good game, see ya, yeah. and I'm out of here. We were able to cultivate that friendship, that neighborly friendship throughout the game. You know, it's not like in baseball, we're not sitting around talking to each other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know? we're separated. We're like, we separated. don't get to get together at timeouts yeah, the way every, we do yeah, basketball. Every five minutes we get together right. and talk about other things, right, or whatever. So, so and then we, we were able to, to cultivate that just in a simple, hey, congrats, you know, good job today. Hope you made it home safely. All those things. Hope you have a good Easter. Those things turn into a simple way to help. If I wouldn't have done that, we don't know what would have turned out, but I think that that opens up the possibility for us to have the opportunity to be neighborly within our umpire community or within our officiating community. And that took, again, probably took me 
just as long to send that text as it did for you to reach up to the top shelf and help the older lady. Yep. That's, that's where we have those opportunities. And again, that's me trying to search them out. Because I don't, you know, I even ask, I'll ask many new umpires that I'm working with. One of the questions I'll ask them later in, after we're done, what, what books you're reading? Mm-hmm. What do you, what, do you, what new are you reading? One guy sent me a book. Very cool. Yeah, he sent me the link on Amazon or whatever, mm-hmm. and here's your coupon for a book. Oh, that's awesome. He just gave me a book. So look for them, but I think the biggest thing we need to do, Chad, is act on them. Mm. You can look at that old lady and see she needs help, but you acted by saying, can I help? Mm-hmm. Neighbor comes to my house and asks me, and I could notice the need for help, but I acted mm-hmm. on that need. The, the lady didn't ask for money. I acted to say, hey, can I, can I give you a couple bucks to help with the tow? So those are, and, you know, an, another thing that it, she, she's homeless, right? She doesn't really have a phone. I didn't give her my phone number. I can obviously check up on her, but she wants to pay me back, which is fine. So I said, I went over to the post office and talked to the post office lady who is a small town, people. Sure. She's just, it's the same post lady that works there all the time. She knows exactly who the homeless lady is, and she knows exactly who Jeff Cross is. And I, her name is Terry. And I said, Terry, you know, I just I borrowed her some money. I loaned her some money. I think that's proper borrowed. <laughs> Again, I'm uneducated, okay? Uh, I loaned her some money, and she said she would like to pay me back on Wednesday when her check comes in, and I told her just to give it to you, and you just put it in my box. I don't know this, but I feel like I had an impact with Terry, the post office mm-hmm. lady, right? Like, man, he, he did something good. I, I can do I can help. Yeah. You know, I can help with those things. So... When, even though she, all she's doing is putting my money in my post office box, but she, you know, she was part of that. And maybe, just maybe, when she sees someone who needs help, whether it's a homeless lady or someone else, she's willing to do that. Generosity and kindness can be contagious. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, they absolutely can. I believe everything is contagious. I believe everything is contagious. If I come here in a crappy mood, it's going to be contagious. Right? If I come in and complaining about the world we live in, it's going to be contagious. But if I come in and talking about the great things, it's it's all contagious. We are all very much a product of our surroundings. And we need to remember that when we speak. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. So let's go to that second thing that you talked about. Yeah. You know, and it was funny because Jeff and I both found out about this thing today, but mm-hmm. have found it in very different ways. Yeah, right. Um I I do some assigning for some local school stuff, um, as well as the collegiate stuff that I do and um, one of them, it's very funny. I have, I have a school that they have a junior high soccer program. Now, uh, my sister was a phenomenal soccer player. My sister played college soccer really? until her autoimmune uh, disease kept her from being able to play anymore. Hmm. Um, but she's uh, she was phenomenal at it. She was one of those players that would hustle more than anybody else on the field. She ended up coming to the same college that I went to. That's where she played Mm. college soccer. So I got to go watch her play. And to this day, and I know we may even lose, we we may lose listeners over what I'm getting ready to say. (laughs) Well, Um, you already have students in soccer. That's right. Well, So I, I tell my sister all the time that soccer is not a sport. 
Okay, now soccer is an extreme athletic activity. Yeah, be careful. I will give you that because my sister's response to me always is, "Well, you couldn't do it," yeah. and my answer to that is correct. Like a goalie, nor would I want to. <laughs> I don't think I could even goalie. Do you see what those people do? Like it's crazy. I can't I do that. I know you're probably right. I can't. No do way. That. I cannot do it. But I, can, I, in, I can indoor goalie. I can indoor goalie. Yeah. So I, I, I always gave my sister such a hard time for that, and it was so fun. But as part of my job with this junior high, I have to assign junior high soccer officials mm. for for this school, and uh, we have a mutual friend. Uh, in fact, this person actually is a is a cousin so to me. Oh, my family is a relative yeah, to right. me, mm-hmm. and he's one of the largest soccer assigners in the Chicagoland area yeah. mm-hmm. uh, at, at pretty much any level. Mm-hmm. And so I just simply subcontract that out to him. Mm-hmm. I just you know call him up, shoot him a text. Hey, Corky, I need help, man. Mm-hmm. Can you you know I I need so and so for a game at this place. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you need me to do that for you, do you? <laughs> Big guy's got to have some help, does he? And so I put up with that Sounds so that very then much like him, I can man. get my uh, I can get my game filled, you know. And a simple and, yes or no will do just fine. Here now. That's, yeah, right. that's right. But Corky's such a such a good dude mm-hmm. and uh, so supportive, and um, it, it's been a ton of fun to get to you know work some basketball games with him at the college level and do other stuff. It's just been really neat. And so I sent him a message this morning saying, "Hey, game today." April seventh, uh, April seventeenth, folks. We have snow on the ground. Mm. Even soccer got canceled. Yeah, all right. right? That's I'll how bad it. it is here. <laughs> and so they wanted to move the game to Thursday, and they're like, "Hey, can you get an official?" Well, I just always assume I can because I'm going to call Corky, and yeah. Corky it, knows these. It's a very slow soccer season right That's now. That's right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, I make that call. I, I tell the the athletic director, no problem. I then shoot out a text to Corky. I'm like, "Hey." Uh, here's the deal. I need somebody from Thursday. Can you help me out? His response to me was, Hey, uh, just had a little bit of a health incident last night. I'm in the hospital. I'm okay, but I can't deal with this right now. Right. right. And of course my response was like, no problem, dude. Like just get well. Right. You know, now you found out about it a little differently. Yeah. I got a text from his phone from his wife. His wife was texting me from his phone and basically said that he, again, health health issues, was in the hospital, getting in and going for surgery, um, you know, we'll keep you updated. And I'm like, whoa, you know, yeah. that was that was at 730 in the morning, you know. Um, so, but it was interesting how he wanted to reach out to a few people. Yeah. And you're a relative. Yeah. I'm a friend. Yeah. No, you knew each other before then, but sure. I'm telling you right now, I did not know this man until officiating. Uh-huh. I just didn't, I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have been refereeing basketball, started refereeing basketball, I would have never known who he was. Mm-hmm. So fast forward 20 some years. Now, you know, he feels like he, he wants to reach out to me to let him know what's happening. When, when that happened, I'm never sure ever happened in my life. Mm-hmm. But I do know there's only a select few that, that reach out, that you reach out to, so you can inform your good friends. And I owe it all to officiating. Yeah. I don't, I don't owe it to anything else but officiating. And I'll never forget the day we first met was in Moments Junior High. And uh, um, I had walked into the gym, and the athletic director, it was a female athletic director, I forget her name, but she said, your, your partners, just before you really knew all this stuff, you didn't have websites, right? You just knew that you were going to be doing a game. 
she said, your partner's down in the locker room. His name is Corky. And I went, hmm? Because <laughs> I'm like, this is, is that a real name? I don't, you know, I just didn't, I didn't know, right? I just know. Somebody giving a pseudonym when they show up so nobody knows who to yell at after yeah, the game? Right. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I didn't know we were doing stage names, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Well, so anyway, uh, just to share a great story about Corky is, this is how I knew that I was going to get along with him. We, we, you know, we visit. Corky was very much a stressful man. You know, checking. He he would have a pager and he would check his voicemail on, at his work. So there was always typically a phone close by. Before cell phones, there was a phone. He'd pick up the school phone. That's like one of the things. You know, when you just, some people when you walk in, and you're like, "Hey, can we get some towels and some water?" Mm-hmm. Corky wanted to know, "Can I get an outside line?" <laughs> I didn't even know how do I get an outside line because I got to check my voicemail. So he would check it, you know, before sure. the game, halftime, after the game, those kind of things. And but, uh, so I always thought that was kind of fun, an amusement for me, who was a little bit more laid back than that. But he we got got time to do the basketball game. We were talking about things. He goes, "Mind if I we do a little pregame first? I'm like, "Yeah, sounds great." You know, I'm I'm pretty new to officiating. I don't know what I'm doing. Probably more the better. He whips out this, you know, Ten Commandments type paper, you know. It, scroll. Yeah, it's just Ten Commandments scroll. were on stone, but that's okay. Yeah, whatever. He's works. scrolling his baby out and he's <laughs> he's reading I mean, he's just literally reading it all. Boom, 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 flips it over, boom, boom, boom. Whoop. Got some corner piece and he's reading all this stuff. I was like, Ooh, I'm tired. I said, I don't know if I can do it anymore, man. I just don't know. But uh, so it was one of the best stories. That's the story that Corky and I first met and it was a great Great time for, you know, uh, he, he took me in, right? You know, he, yeah. he called me and said, hey, you know, how do you feel about partnering up? And he, back in, before, uh, you know, we had assigners, you kind of had to get your own gigs, right? Mm-hmm. So he literally, once he figured out that him and I were going to work together, he literally, like, typed up a letter, made multiple copies of the letter saying we would like to work for your school and put them in an envelope, lick the envelope, put a stamp on them to easily 25, 30 local schools and send them out and said, here's our numbers. Call us. Well, you know, we'll work games. And that's how we got our schedule. Talk about a hustle. Yeah. I mean, a straight up hustle. And you know, I didn't do anything. I mean, I don't want to say nothing, but nothing compared to what he did. Sure. Kind of like the podcast here, right? You know, also, I just show up and, and, you know, he's got all the computers and stuff going. So, yeah, that happens. Um, happened with Corky, and he just straight up hustled us into games and straight up hustled us. And then we, we, all, we had no choice but to be better because we acted on, like, let's just do it. So, great. Cork, Corky is sick. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to call him very sick because I don't know. I talked to sure. his wife, but, you know, he's definitely not as healthy as we are right now. But I think um, hopefully the next time we record, we'll have more of an update and we'll yeah. be able to keep you updated on that. Well, you know, and I, I think it'll be fun. At some point, Jeff and I have joked about this. Um, we've said we would love to have Corky as a guest on the podcast I sometime. Would I would love it. Because Corky is one of the best storytellers mm. on the planet. Yeah, yeah. Like, there is no doubt. Like, Corky can tell a story. Now... Mm. I can't verify how much of that story will be accurate or not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be a great story. Yeah. And so there, 
there's a part of us on the podcast where we would love to have Corky on because he's going to be so great at telling stories. Like, you folks are going to love it. Mm -hmm. The reason we're hesitant about having him on the podcast is because he's so great at telling stories, and most of them that day will probably be at our expense. There's no doubt about it. (laughs) No doubt about it. So there's a little bit of nervousness on our part about that, but hopefully... Uh, when Corky's doing better, uh, we'll we'll get him on here and get him share with you. Um, I used to hang out with Corky during hunting season, but long before I had ever even thought about being a sports official. Okay, um, he would come down for our family hunt down in Southern Illinois, and uh, I'd be at the same place. And at that time, I was a very very large man. I mean, you know, some people will go by their coveralls their camouflage coveralls to be able to go out and deer hunt in whatever i would go find a camouflage tent and Mm. just wear it like a poncho that's about (laughs) how big i was at that point so some suspenders on these babies i was was about 450 pounds at that point and a big dude and and we come in there and there was one time where the house we were staying in had a bit of a a rodent issue i remember (laughs) And I will share a story. I'm gonna I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it for Corky when oh, he gets on okay. this when he gets on this podcast Can't because nobody wait. can tell it like Corky can. <laughs> um, but I'm just gonna lay that out there as a teaser for you all. Yeah. It's it's a phenomenal thing. But you know, Corky would talk to me about. I mean, here I was a guy. I I definitely did not look like I could run up and down a basketball court at that point in my life. You know, and Corky would talk with such passion. Mm. about going to work these games Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was something that stuck with me from that time and he'd he'd leave camp you know he'd we'd be at deer camp and the first part of the week was bow hunting and then the last part of the week was was shotgun season and and he'd he'd leave on wednesday and go work a basketball game up in greenville or someplace like that and he'd come back and on thursday you know he'd hunt during the day then he'd take off mid-afternoon and he'd Go yeah. to Eureka or someplace mm-hmm. and, you know, work a game and, and come back. And, and he'd have these stories, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd listen to these stories. And I was just so amazed by the stories he told about not only the, the sport that he was working, but the people he was working with. Yeah. And uh, so that, you know, the reason we share this, we, we talk in the, the first part of this podcast about we, we want to be neighborly. That's mm-hmm. that's part of our legacy, right? You know, that that's really living life and, mm-hmm. and leading in our communities and in our areas and stuff like that. But again, part of the reason we do it is because a huge part of our legacy is the relationships that we build along the way. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you've probably got somebody in your life as you're listening to this today that's a, a quirky type person in your life. Yeah. You know, and maybe you got somebody struggling through something, dealing with something. Man, what a great reminder to to reach out, make a phone call, shoot a text, do something. Um, the relationships that this brings to us, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is the greatest thing we leave the game with. Yeah, it's not the bank account that it leaves us with. It's not the trophy case. Mm-hmm. It's not the thing they send us at the end of our career with the NCAA logo on it that we can set on our mantle. Yep, That's right. not the greatest thing that we leave the games with. Mm-hmm. The greatest thing we leave the games with are the the relationships that we've built along the way. Yep. And uh, I think that's one of the things that makes it uncommon. you know. Um, and I think it's one of the things that uh, makes it possible for us to be uncommon as we go out and do the job is the people that we do the job with. So we hope this has been helpful to you. Uh, it's a, we didn't talk a ton of baseball. We didn't talk a ton of basketball, anything like that. Yeah. But I think we did talk life, leadership, and legacy today. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, hope that you'll choose to follow us, whether it's Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to there. We'd love for you to like, leave us a review, rating, that kind of stuff helps us out so much. We'd love for you to go over, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, Uncommon Drive Podcast. Just search that in YouTube. You'll find us. We'll pop up and uh, we'll be adding those in uh, in chunks. So there'll be three or four episodes at a time that'll pop up on those as we uh, do that video editing and get it up ready for you. Uh, and we hope that uh, if these are helpful to you, you'll share them with other people, whether it's through social media or just word of mouth, whatever you do, uh, because we uh, we want to be uncommon in yep. what we do. And we hope that you do, too. Yep. See y'all. See y'all. Thanks for listening to the Uncommon Drive podcast. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.